After God had created the heavens and the earth and all therein, the devil, disguised as a serpent, tempted Adam and Eve and they sinned. This is called the fall of mankind. And ever since the fall of mankind in the Garden of Eden, there has been the need for the God-human relationship to be renewed. Compassion, love, hope, and the promise of better things to come for all mankind is the message we receive when we celebrate Christmas. Compassion, love, hope, and a promise of better things. Jesus was born to Mary and Joseph because God wanted to show that the gift of life comes with many expectations. And it's true, isn't it? Life does come with many expectations. One of which is to care for uh, and about others in what is often or where we live in the difficult and challenging world. I wonder if you'd open your Bibles with me today to Luke chapter 2. And we'll read the first seven verses. Luke 2, 1 to 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. Oh, verse 7. We'll keep reading. We'll read down to the end of 13. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of, of sorry, today in the town of David a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels with the angel praising and saying glory to God in the highest 
and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Well, the night Jesus was born, angels announced his birth to the shepherds in the fields. The fields near Jerusalem. The wonderful news was that there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. It must have been pretty hard for those people to take it in, I reckon. Imagine if someone came up to you and said, Tomorrow a Saviour will be born in Maryborough. Like you think, okay. <laughs> so it must have been hard for these guys. I mean, the, the shepherds were out there, they were, they, were, they were watching over their sheep. This familiar part of the Christmas story is far more significant, really, than what we would normally imagine. And today Christians tend to romanticise shepherds and seeing them as selfless individuals who are symbols of God's own care for his human flock. We do not realise that in the first century shepherds were viewed with suspicion and contempt. They were generally considered to be thieves and in fact were not even allowed to testify in Jewish courts because their testimony could not be trusted. How appropriate then how appropriate then that angels appeared to shepherds first century sinners with the good news that a saviour was born that very night bringing the promise of hope and love to a fallen world. What wonderful news this was for them and for us, for like the shepherds, we also desperately need a saviour. Amen. We desperately need a saviour. And I don't know, I don't know how I would cope in this world without having Jesus. I really, I don't know where I'll be right now. You know, throughout the centuries, God has formed many covenants or promises with mankind through biblical patriarchs. People like Abraham, Moses, David, the main one being the covenant that God made with Moses uh, relating to him the Ten Commandments. And it became apparent over time that a new plan had to be introduced because this one only involved Hebrew people. But God needed a plan on a different scale, a plan of hope, a plan of love, a plan that will be suitable and applicable for every person in the whole world. And I'm sure that we all know the story of Mary and Joseph and and how they travelled to Bethlehem. It's a great story. In fact, someone asked me the other day, what was Mary and Joseph's mode of transport to Bethlehem? 
I said, oh, donkey. Do you know it's not even mentioned in the Bible that they travelled on a donkey? I was shocked. (laughs) I mean, they probably did. Anyway, I'm sure that we all know the story of Mary and Joseph and how they travelled to Bethlehem and they could only find a stable for Mary to give birth. The shepherds, the guiding star, the wise men, the gifts, all happened and are all part of the story. Mankind, folks, mankind is left with the legacy of sin. Sin that was created by Adam and Eve. And God said that the punishment for that sin is death. Spiritual death. Hell. That's the punishment for the sin that we have been born into. The sin that we commit. And even though from a human perspective we tend to categorise sins into ones that are not too bad and the really biggies, you know. But in reality, and as far as God is concerned, sin is sin. And it's not so much the sin that we commit. I mean, it is. It is, don't get me wrong. But it's also the sin that we're born into. And we're born into this sinful environment and because of that we sin, commit sin, but also because of that we're destined to hell. And it's only through the saving grace of Jesus and what we celebrated just a few minutes ago with communion, how he he lived, he died, he rose again, he ascended, the Holy Spirit came at that time of Pentecost and once again the hearts of men and women were able to be filled with the presence of God and it's because of all of that and our acceptance to Christ that we can be set free from this sinful environment. But there's more. Not only can we be set free but while we live in this sinful environment We have the help of Jesus to get us through. Ever since those days of long ago, mankind has been trying to get it right with God. And since Jesus came to earth and became the new covenant, it means that all the people of the earth can now have the chance to receive forgiveness for the wrongdoing Instead of, or the wrongdoing that they've committed, instead of receiving the punishment. So we have this choice. We can receive the punishment or we can receive the forgiveness. It's a great story. It's a great message. But it's not just a story nor a message. This is our reality. This is our reality. This is the message of hope. And love, and this is where Christ comes into the picture because Jesus, Jesus' biological father, folks, was not Joseph, but it was God. In fact, Mary was conceived through the Holy Spirit. So Jesus' biological father was God. And so 
Jesus had like his blood that would flowed through his veins was different like to our blood. So Jesus had a biological, uh, his, his biological mother was earthly. His biological father was spiritual. And so his blood had a different quality because a person's blood or a baby's blood is made up from the mother and the father. And so Jesus' blood was part physical and part spiritual. And that is why his blood is able to atone for our sin. It's different. It's different. Jesus was part human and part godly when he was on this earth. And his blood still functioned like anyone's blood would, carrying oxygen all around the body. But his blood had this other special quality. His blood was able to take all the sin of the world and atone to it through his sacrificial death and through his resurrection. What's our part in all of this? Our part, in a sense, is easy. But in another sense, can be quite difficult. But all we have to do, basically, is to accept these facts. It's not about religion. It's not about peace. or It's not even about having a good time in church. Although that's nice. It's not even about giving up sport or recreation. It is about accepting Christ. It's about accepting his teaching. It's about realising the true difference, folks, between heaven and hell. That's what it's about. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, all we want to know is where we're going. That's all we want to know. Where, where am I going when I die? Everybody wants to go to heaven. Not everybody believes in God. But nobody wants to go to hell. Mary gave birth to Jesus. And I'm talking about the human, the skeletal frame. It was God who placed into that human skeletal frame Christ. And so we have the coming together of two in one. Jesus from Mary, Christ from God. And the result... Jesus Christ. You know, Christmas means a lot of things to a lot of people. It can mean tinsel, Christmas trees, presents, families coming together, lots of food. Christmas means so much to so many people. But Christmas also has a deeply spiritual meaning for believers. Christmas means that he descended that we might ascend. He became poor that we might become rich. He was born that we might be born again. He became a servant that we might become children. He had no home, that we might have a home in heaven. He was hungry, that we might be fed. 
He was thirsty that we would be satisfied. He was stripped that we might be clothed. He was forsaken that we might be not forsaken. He was sad that we might become glad. He was bound that we might go free. He was made sin that we could be made righteous. He died that we might live. He came down that we might be caught up. Folks, this is the end of our story today, but our lives go on and we must cope with whatever tomorrow brings. And this message of hope and love is one that can be reinforced by others. Jesus is interested making you into a better person. A better person. Chris, could you bring up uh, the other slide, please, first? Oh, we've already gone through that one. Okay, bring up the next slide. Christ does for us what no other has been able to do. He removes the guilt and reconciles us to God. He raises us from the death of sin to the life of righteousness. He reconciles us to life and to other human beings. He implants within us new hopes, new aims, new enthusiasms. He regenerates our affections, our desires and our energies. He strengthens our wills. Ethical precepts cannot save us, folks, but Christ can. And this is only the beginning of a possible new life for each of us. To me, this is what Christmas is all about. Being thankful to God for the greatest gift that mankind can receive. It's the gift of salvation. The gift of hope and love. Sure, it's nice to receive gifts and it's nice and a great thing to do to be able to give gifts. And I love to see the Christmas decos. I love to receive cards and give cards and join in with the spirit and the fun of Christmas. But I'm also thankful to Jesus. This Christmas, don't just consider the baby Jesus, but also consider what he came to seek. And he, well, that, the fact that he came to seek and save the lost and to offer hope and love, folks, to a fallen world. There's something that we should do. No matter what your gifting is, no matter what your stance is in Christ, there's one thing that we are all commissioned to do, and that is to help somebody, help somebody else get their name in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's what we need to do. It doesn't matter what your gifting is. 
but do that and allow your gifting to facilitate that in however God would direct your path. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks today. We praise you and thank you, Lord, for the work that you did on the cross. And we thank you that you even went through the death and resurrection, Lord, for each one of us to give us new life. We give you honour and praise today. And Lord, and even as we celebrate Christmas in a few days' time, Lord, that we'll not get too wrapped up in everything else, but we will remember you. For you surely are the reason for this season, the reason for Christmas. And we think of the birth of Jesus, but we also remember that you came to give hope to us, to save us, to bring hope to a lost and fallen world. We thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that when we cried out to you for salvation, that you responded, Lord, and you came into our hearts and gave us a new life. I pray, Lord, we can continue to live this new life from this day forth. And, Lord, that you'll continue to impact our life with dreams and visions, the revelation of the word, Lord. And that we go forth from here, even today, Lord, in the name and the power and the majesty of Christ, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.